are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. How today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Peacock and Williamson. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Zhao, you doing is back. How you doing? Lily Zhao from Fox 6 here to talk about everything that has gone on in the last week when we spoke to her last, uh, her and I both predicted we would not see Aaron Rodgers day one at training camp. And shortly after we recorded that, Aaron Rodgers playing touchdown uh, at Austin Straubel. And he has been at camp every day. So <laughs> we have a lot to catch up on uh, since then. And, and, and that has been, in a lot of ways, the nature of what has gone on the last couple of weeks, last couple of months. It seems to, um, at times, change by the day. And then all of a sudden, nothing changes for what seems like weeks on end. Right now, we are in a place with the Packers where we know what this is going to look like for a long time, for at least this year. And in in football terms, that is a long time. Pads went on yesterday. And this is when the season really starts. And it's not because you can tackle, because they still don't live tackle in these practices. But the blocking is real. The pass rush moves are real. The stack and shed is real, and if you are a physical player, Shannon Sullivan busts down into the flat, makes a play on a screen to AJ Dillon, and gets a hit. There's hitting, there's not tackling. This is where we start to get a sense, and it's just one practice, so we're not gonna make any sort of big, bold proclamations off one practice, but what you wanna see is you wanna see the guys who in shorts looked great, you wanna see them carry that over. And you want to see the guys who, okay, we understand in shorts, you're not really going to get to see much. You want to see them, okay, this is where I separate myself. A lot of the offensive and defensive line, for example. In shells, you're just not going to learn a lot from a lot of that stuff because it's not the same level of physicality. Once you put the pads on, then you can amp up the intensities in, in ways that you just couldn't when you don't have pads on. So, you know, you still can't hit the quarterback. You're still not going to be taking guys' heads off coming across the middle. Although uh, there there was an issue with that. Carolina, in fact, had to cut someone uh, because they made a dangerous play and and sent someone to the hospital. That's not the point of these these practices. The point of these practices is to add the physicality. And so when you have someone like Rashawn Gary, who's having a really good offseason and now preseason, And you get into the one-on-ones and you see the speed, you see the power. That's the big thing. The power. That's when you get to see that kind of stuff. You want to see an offensive lineman anchor. Okay, Josh Myers, he can make all the calls. He's this big dude. He seems to know where to be. 
How does he match up with Kenny Clark? Well, not great. Now, does that mean that he sucks? No, no. But these are the checkpoints that you have to hit. And so starts with OTAs. Okay, do you know where to be? Installs, concepts, reads, responsibilities. Do you know your role and can you do, to, to borrow a football cliche, can you do your 111th? That, that's the first step. And then, okay, here comes training camp. Now the intensity is ratcheted up. Now we're fighting for spots. And now you're expected to know the base concepts. And there's going to be some, some more install. And there's going to be some more fundamental work. But, but now you're expected to know where to be. Now it's, now it's reps. Now it's get better. Now it's iron sharpened iron. It's it's Eric Stokes wanting to be in the in the mix with Devontae Adams. It's Aaron Rodgers going after Eric Stokes and then going up after after those reps and saying, you know, look, we're, I'm trying to make you better. That's the stuff that these practices can can bring out. And so, okay, now it's who's looking good. Now let's put the pads on. Now let's see how these things change because the threat of physical violence is a strong deterrent. It really is. And so, okay, do you want the smoke? I mean, that's what that's what this is. And do you want the smoke and how much of it? And so again, someone like Rashawn Gary, man, his, his development and his growth is, is great to see. A lot of people wrote him off. It's a bust. It's a wasted pick. I can't believe they did that. Should have taken Brian Burns. Maybe, maybe, maybe on the last part, Brian Burns has been really good. But he is he has developed. He's found his voice out there encouraging his guys, running into the defensive huddle from the sidelines to fire his guys up. And then in the drill work being a dude now in 11 on 11 does he look the same you know he's still making plays and that's what you that's what you need that's what you want and you want someone like Juwan Winfrey going out there and saying okay he looks great in shorts now when you can be a little bit more physical when the pads come on can he can he create releases the same way when when the corners are being a little bit more physical by the way the answer is yes is he going to make catches in contested situations? By the way, the answer is yes. Juwan Winfrey right now is a favorite to make this team. He he is the odds-on favorite for me. If you if you asked me to give you odds, if you wanted to bet on it, I would make him the favorite. Um, would I give you minus odds on it? Probably not. But he would he would be the best option at that sixth wide receiver spot if they're going to keep six, and I, I they have to. They have to because they don't have enough special teams otherwise. You can't keep five receivers and none of them play special teams. And Randall Cobb is not covering kicks. Amari Rogers not covering kicks. Now what we saw was Devin Funches, EQ, Juwan Winfrey. Those guys are. It's those three for one spot, I think. Maybe two. Maybe two. But Devin Funches, if he gets cut, someone else is going to sign him. So it's not like he's going to sneak onto the practice squad. You keep EQ. You know, if you cut him, maybe someone would sign him. And I think I think Winfrey, you know, he's been on another team. Uh, that doesn't mean that that you know there is this broad consensus he's an NFL player. But the hype train, 
it's kind of hard to stop the hype train once it starts going. But every other team has a guy like this. Right now in Buffalo, you know who it is? It's Jake Kumaro. <laughs> who, by the way, Buffalo cut once already. But we, we've we've been over that. We've hashed it and, and rehashed it ad nauseum. It's just another checkpoint. And then family night is, is the next one. In Lambeau, under the lights, fans in attendance. Now, should we overreact? Should we really react in any way? To a good or bad performance at family night? No. I mean, in some way, it's not nothing. But we've seen plenty of guys have big plays on family night who don't make the team or who never have a meaningful NFL moment. And we've seen plenty of guys who do nothing on family night and go on to have important, meaningful NFL careers for the Packers and otherwise. So this is this is just all part of the process. And... I am I am as always, and I have been doing this now. This is my fifth season hosting the show. And every every offseason, I encourage you, go get a draft crush. Have someone that is your guy in the draft, or have five of them. Have free agents that you want to get excited about and say, man, I hope the Packers sign this guy. Go, go get excited about what you're seeing in training camp. Or what you're hearing or, or or refreshing your Twitter feed or listening to this show. Have guys that you're excited about. This is this is the fun thing about being a fan. Get excited. It's okay. Don't, don't let the cynical side of your brain take over and say, well, it's just August. And we're talking about just the sixth receiver or we're talking about just the eighth offensive lineman or, you know, a day three rookie defensive lineman in TJ Slayton who looks the part and has been making important plays. By the way, had a pick six yesterday off Jordan Love, uh, off a tipped pass. And I, I don't, I just don't want to let my myself get ahead of myself. No, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have fun. Understand that it's temporary. But have fun. Have fun. Enjoy it. Get excited about Juwan Winfrey. And you know what? If it brings you joy, be nervous about someone. Oh, I really want EQ to make the team, and I don't know if he's going to make the team. That makes me nervous. Oh, I really want Jay Sternberger to make the team. I don't know if he's going to. That makes me nervous. Josh Jackson. It's my guy. I, I need him to make some plays. Made a play yesterday on Devontae Adams down the sideline. Step for step. But anytime I see, oh, a completion, oh, drop, uh, you start to get nervous. And that's okay, too. That's the, that's the fun part. That, that's what this is fun. Let yourself enjoy it. Let yourself agonize over it. It's fun. It's fun. Above all else, make sure you are having fun. Sports are supposed to be fun. Never forget that. Before we get to Lily Zhao, I got to tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting news and needs. Baseball, uh, Summer League, if you want to bet on Summer League, I suppose. Uh, UFC, there's still more Olympic coverage and NFL preseason. It's about to jump off. So, plenty of opportunities for you to, to make some money on preseason, on actual football games. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep. 
to make a run for the playoffs in Major League Baseball and set to open the season in the NFL. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It is Wednesday, which means we are back with another edition of Zhao You Doing, Lily Zhao from Fox 6 in Milwaukee. Lily, the last time you were here, uh, by the way, was the biggest show of the offseason. Of course, all credit to you. Uh, something happened with Aaron Rodgers. I don't really remember what it was. So let me ask you, Zhao You Doing? Hey, Peter, I am doing great. I just want to say, you know, I don't know if anyone's just tuning in for little old me. I know they were tuning in for Aaron Rodgers stuff, right? Uh, but I'm doing great. And I want to ask, how, how are you doing? I am trying to keep track of everything going on right now because there's a lot. And my, I'm trying to like keep my head in, in the straightforward direction rather than spinning. You were on a day earlier than you normally are last week. And when we last spoke, we were like, nah, Roger's not coming. We know he's not going to be there day one. And then, of course, Flight Tracker showed up and <laughs> and we've got Rachel Hotmare like climbing light poles to try and get pictures of, of Roger's private jet. And he's back. He's here. And we have not had a chance, at least on the podcast, to discuss the presser heard around the world. Yeah, we basically both ate our words, right? We're like, <laughs> almost up. immediately. <laughs> exactly. We're like, well, we take that back because he is here and he did show up for the first day of camp with that nice hair, the man bun, the sunglasses. And what I just, and I know ever we've, you know, we've heard it on social media, but like this presser was so candid, was so open. I don't think anyone really was expecting that kind of candor from Rogers because his opening statement was, what, like 10 minutes, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and we just learned a lot. He kind of went through it step by step by step by step. And I feel like we learned so much of kind of what he was thinking. I know he mentioned, you know, he's like, I'm not a victim. I get paid a lot of money to play football, that kind of thing. Um, but it was just interesting to kind of hear his rationale from when it started to now, basically. And then Obviously, they asked him about his future with the team. He doesn't know. But just the the thinking and what he kind of took us step by step was very interesting to me. So let, we don't have to go too far down that rabbit hole. That was not the only thing that happened. In fact, as that was happening, we were already getting reports of, oh, hey, um, Randall Cobb is coming back. And then, Lily, Randall Cobb came back. So what was your initial when you saw the reports initially? Were you like me going, nah, come on, that's not happening. Yes. And I, and I feel bad for thinking that, but I'm like, how does Randall Cobb fit in all this? Right. Um, were the reports true? And it just went from zero to like 500 so quickly as in the report came out. Even I think Randall Cobb was saying he didn't even know when he was getting calls from reporters asking if he was going back to Green Bay and he was like, what's happening? Um, and so it just went by so quickly, but I, I feel like, you know, he talked about it even it was like, you know, I've seen the other side outside of Lambeau Field. I'm super happy I'm back because I've lived the other life. Now I'm back. But it just was, I don't think anyone actually pictured that this year we would see Randall Cobb back in a Packers jersey because that wide receiver group or that pass catching group is stacked now. There's so many people. And the good thing is, is like everyone on that group, you know, outside of the rookies has had a couple years of experience in this offense. So it's how does he kind of fit back and everything. But I just, I was you know, I admit I was surprised to see him back. Yeah. So uh, from from that moment, 
we have the surprise and then it's like, okay, now he's back out there and the Packers are going to, are going to presumably find a role for him. So, I mean, how do you think he changes this offense? How much do you think he changes what this offense can be in 2021? Well, I just feel like if they put him back in the slot, maybe there's just some production there we haven't seen in the, you know, since he left in 2018, because that was one of the spots they were like, we need help and it's the slot and no one was really kind of picked up the slack since Cobb left. So maybe there just is a resurgence there. But I think it's just another weapon on the field. You know, you can have Adams, you can have Cobb. It's just like the good old days, right? But then you have other pieces that you can put on the field as well with an, with an MBS. And even when you have Amari Rodgers coming in, it's how does he get him ready for the future? Because um, we all know it's the future in that position with the slot, hopefully, is Amari Rodgers. So it's how can Cobb teach him? So as much as he's coming in just to give this offense a boost, to be there because Rodgers wants him to be there, it's also to mentor the next generation at that position. One of the the issues that that Rogers laid out was was his his uh the handling of the team with veteran players. And and whether that was a cultural thing or or this this feeling of of hey, you know, uh, they they might let you go too early, they may not they may not treat you as ceremoniously as as maybe it is warranted. On the other hand, I remember the first time you came on the show, you were talking about the difference in the locker room in 2019, the the change in culture, the player led atmosphere, and it seems like that stuff has has continued. And now that we're going to get the fans back, there is the potential for more energy, uh, more juice. Drink. We always we always have to drop juice on on the show. But but so how much do you think you know if there are those issues, those questions about okay, is the front office going to treat these guys the right way? How much do you think the, the chemistry in this locker room and the leadership can can you know uh, deal with some of that to mitigate some of that stuff to just say look when we're in the building it's all of us against everyone else and and that's all that matters exactly and I, I feel like you know Devonte Adams brought this up in his presser as well he said you know you have a once in a generation player like Rogers and you might have done something a certain way for decades eons even but when you have a player and this conversation is brought about these quote unquote issues are brought to light. It's how can you move forward and change with the times to a appease your best players, but also change just the culture of how you did things. Because we all know the Packers way is even with Ted Thompson draft develop, right? They never did free agency. They never had a splash in free agency that, you know, that changed with Goody. But when you're talking about a player who has, you know, in Rogers, who has talked about those veterans on their way out, not being respected, not being treated the way they should have. It's how do you take what he's saying as you're basically the face of your team and make changes moving forward, knowing that, yes, we're still a good, really good organization, but we can do things to make these players feel included while also still being in charge of everything. I, I think there's a, fi- a fine balance with it, but I feel like with how close this team is, especially with the personalities on it, you know, the Rogers, the Mercedes Lewis, the veteran presence, the Smith brothers, it's, they're building their own culture in that locker room, but it's it's how do you also help them with it so it's not players versus organization or front office, but it's inclusive. Yeah, and, and Brian Gudikins mentioned this in an interview with Albert Breer on MMQB. We talked about it yesterday on the show that you know the, the communication in the front office has been good, that they felt like, okay, for, with, with um, I was going to say ownership. It's not ownership. Mark Murphy, 
uh, down to Brian Gutekind, Russ Ball, and, and Matt LaFleur, that they felt like that communication in-house has been really good, that they need to find better ways to get Rodgers involved in some of that communication. And Brian Gutekind, I thought, put it pretty pointedly when he said, you know, there's input and then there's listening, and sometimes those things are not the same. And so how do you balance those things? If we just listen to Rodgers but don't utilize that input, is that enough? Uh, I, don't, I don't have a good answer for that. I don't know if Aaron would have a good, a good answer for that. And maybe this is all moot because next offseason they trade him and all of the stuff that, that he was fighting for getting, he, he didn't have an opportunity in an offseason to actually win any of it. On the football side of it, uh, the pads went on for the first time um, on on Tuesday. We're going to see these guys on family night for the first time. Are there any players, and we talked about this a little bit last week before training camp really opened, are there any players either because of the way they started training camp or just in general that you are really looking forward to seeing on family night? Yeah, I, I think there certainly is. And <clears throat> just, I want to quickly go back to Rogers for one split second here. I feel like he says he wants to have a seat at the table, right? But I feel like he wants to be heard and he wants his opinions to be put into action. And that's kind of how I took it from his side. But obviously, things are you know way different with the front office and how they're going to do things. Um, at the management level. All right. Well, moving on to your next question about family night here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I feel like some other guys that I'm kind of excited to see um, would be an Amari Rogers because, you know, we've talked about how much he can fit in this offense, especially in the slot. He's got a mentor helping him now. So I would love to see him and how he's done. Um, I think on the defensive side, it's, you know, TJ Slayton is a massive human. It's what can he do up front to help Kenny Clark down the line if that's what he's asked to do? Devondre Campbell, a big human. These new guys that they brought in, it's can they actually, you know, have that juice up front, have that uh, energy up front to get to the quarterback to help fortify this defensive line um, and this linebacking core? So I'd say those guys. And then uh, Eric Stokes, I know he's had his bumps and bruises as a rookie against Devonte. It's normal. It's going to happen. Um, but what can he do in the back end there with Jair? I, I think those guys are or some of the guys. And also, I mean, obviously the big one, Jordan Love, right? What can he do um, moving forward and, and just seeing him kind of in front of a big um, contingency of Packers fans inside Lambeau? It's it's what can he do in that environment, even though it is a quote unquote huge practice? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Jordan Love. I mean, that's one of those oh, things. Right. That, like, that's he, has become, he went from the story in OTAs to a bit of an afterthought here. That That is, um, you know, just sort of a, a funny thing. I'm always um, interested when fans, because these practices are open, um, I, I always hear from fans who went and they go, hey, I saw this or this guy stood out to me. The number one thing that I'm hearing from people, just just fans going to these practices and saying, this is what stood out to me is TJ Slayton. I mean, I get one or two messages a day from someone that was like, I was at camp today. Holy crap. TJ Slayton <laughs> is enormous. Yes. And I would say go Gators. Cause he is a Gator. That's, that's why I had to bring it up. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yes, he is a beast. And I, you know, it's interesting watching the Gators last year. He obviously didn't have as big of a role as the other key guys on that defense. So he never really was featured that much. But doesn't you know? It's not to take anything away from him. It's what can he do at the pro level because he's here now. And I, like everybody else, was shocked just to see how big of a guy TJ was because I, I just don't think I'd really put into perspective his size until I saw him next to everybody else and like just tossing that sled around. I'm like, oh my gosh, what can he do? Like that's exciting to to kind of uh, picture if he can actually get in the form and do something in his rookie season. That would be super fun. The, the last thing I want to ask you about here is 
um, the receiver position because there are a lot of guys out there um, that that are that are doing some nice things. EQ has gotten off to a, a good a good starting camp. Juwan Winfrey is a name that that just keeps coming up. How do you how do you, not not necessarily um, the names because I think we've got a long way to go, but. Are we at a, are we at a spot where there it's like three or four guys fighting for one well, a one roster spot because it does seem like between Adams Cobb Rogers Lazard and MVS that's five slots right there exactly and that's you know who takes this if if they have six or seven receivers it's who takes that last spot potentially and you know I have to look at a guy like Devin Funches right he's been in the league for a while, didn't play because of COVID for personal reasons, and then takes a pay cut to stay in town. Um, and we haven't seen him yet in a Packers uniform in live game action. So it's, you know, how, what does it feel like for him when you have a guy like Cobb come back and that's potentially one spot that, you know, isn't allotted for somebody on the back end, like a Devin Funches or an EQ or um, a right. So it's those guys kind of at the end there. It's who can battle for that one spot because yeah, like you mentioned, there's going to be a lot of receivers um, on this team this year that, you know, six or seven, I feel like this is what they're going to keep. Um, but I, I would kind of keep an eye on Devin Funches. It's, you know, what can he do and, and can he make the roster? Yeah. Speaking of enormous humans, Devin Funches is like a power forward out there playing football. It, it is uh, quite a sight to see Lily. We will, uh, we will enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy family night. For those of you out there who are able to watch it, why don't they stream this? Can you tell me? That's a great question, Peter. I don't have an answer. <laughs> so sorry, everybody. <laughs> someone, I, I want someone to ask Matt LaFleur and presser. Hey, Matt, can we can we get this on on Packers.com or something like this is why this is why it's 2021. Like, let's let's get this handled. Yeah, I'll be I'll be there with my phone and I'll stream it for you guys. All right. Thank you. Just I, I'll just I'll, send me the updates, everything. I, I need it. Thanks, Lily. I got you. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Always great to talk to her. One of my favorite people in Packers media. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but still delivers on all of those nutritional needs. High protein, high fiber, low net carb, low sugar, and yet taste unbelievable. Coconut the coconut flavors, all of them. Coconut and coconut almond are awesome. And so are peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Plus they have great limited time flavors. I basically haven't had a bad limited time flavor yet. They're all seemingly better than the next. It's like they try to outdo themselves one after the other. And so far, guess what? They have delivered. And and you can get a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine base flavors. You can try all of them order today and get raspberry if you want it or mint brownie if you want it. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Betting on the Packers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets brought to you by Bet Online wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow as we head into family night this weekend getting set for all the fun. Send me your questions. We're going to do that on Friday. Uh, a mailbag. Uh, hopefully we have an interview 
uh, for next week. I'm trying to get two or three, but but uh, scheduling is tough. A lot of the the national people are are traveling and going to different training camps and so they're all over the place a little harder to to nail down than they would otherwise be but that's also a sign that uh, football is returning to a little bit of normalcy Uh, follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google podcasts wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay locked on packers 